All right, squad, so I tried live streaming tonight, but internet's being a bitch, and it wouldn't let me stream, so we're pre-recording this one, talking about today's news, and I'll upload it shortly here. So we're going to go through RFK Jr.'s Twitter spaces with Elon, really interesting conversation they had today. New York City mayor is suggesting that illegal migrants should be held, should be homed in people's private residences. You thought they would never suggest it, but they most definitely are. What else we got? Oh, a well, I want to talk about that plane crash in Virginia yesterday. Maybe there's a conspiracy there. Maybe not. But also, we have a UFO whistleblower hopping onto the scene, too. So I think this is going to be the next stage in the mainstream media UFO disclosure PSYOP, I guess if you want to call it that, limited hangout op that we have. So I'll talk to you a little bit about that UFO whistleblower coming out. He's like talking to Congress and everything too, trying to. So this could be this could be like front page media throughout the week. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it front page CNN or New York Times or whatnot. Um, but I'll talk to you about that. Got some woke stuff. Uh, Pride Month, right? And also the FDA coming out with a rumor control website. They're, they're soliciting tips from people for... For basically, it's a snitch line, right? Remember when New York City Mayor de Blasio during the COVID stuff opened up a public phone line for people to call in and like snitch on businesses and all that? But then de Blasio's uh, phone line he opened up just got pummeled with a bunch of people's dick pics. <laughs> so they had to shut it down. Um, the FDA is trying to do something like that, like a snitch line. Rumor control. Call the FDA if you know somebody that's, I don't know, selling natural supplements. Oh my God, how could they? I don't know. Maybe the FDA is going to get hit with a bunch of dick pics and they're going to have to take it down. But anyway, that's a few things we'll be talking about and a whole lot more. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to this channel, like this video, go find me on Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, True Social. That's really my main social media platforms at this point, those four. And Feel free to support me on Locals or subscribe Star Substack. Subscribe on Twitter, wherever you see fit. I appreciate you and your help. I do these shows, all these videos, all the work I do, 100% independent, no strings attached. No strings attached, nobody telling me what to say, what not to say. I am completely grassroots funded. Thank you very much for your support. So uh, before we get into today's news, I do have a word from today's sponsor helping me to bring you these videos. And that is Virtual Shield. So whether you're trying to surf websites that are blocked in your area, keep your data safe and encrypted when you're surfing the web or block the prying eyes from government and websites from tracking your internet usage, a virtual private network is going to help you with all those things. And Virtual Shields is an awesome VPN service for super cheap. Using the link in the description underneath this video, you can get two years of Virtual Shields VPN for just three and a half bucks per month. This is what I use on all my devices and I highly recommend you use it as well. So go check them out with the link below. So first story we got here, guys, is just classic. Classic BS from the New York Times. See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. Yeah, that's right. I can still do the soundboard even though I'm not live streaming. So this headline, Nazi symbols on Ukraine's front line highlight thorny issues of history. And they're literally talking about how swastikas and Nazi emblems are being found on Ukrainian soldiers. And it's so prevalent that 
the mainstream media is bitching about having to airbrush and Photoshop all the Nazi emblems off the uniforms of the Nazi soldiers when they get their photos taken or videos are taken of the war going on over there in Ukraine. Absolutely insanity, because how many of us were talking about the Azov Battalion over the past year, year and a half, two years now, and we've been all called conspiracy theorists. Like, no, there's no there's no Nazis over there. The Azov Battalion has no connections to white supremacists or Nazis or whatever. Now they're freaking admitting it. But gotta love the kicker here. It's like the New York Times is literally discrediting themselves with this one paragraph. It says, that relationship, the New York Times writes, that relationship has become especially delicate. They're talking about the relationship between Ukraine's military and hate groups, Nazi hate groups. That relationship has become especially delicate because Vladimir Putin has falsely declared Ukraine to be a Nazi state, a claim he has used to justify his illegal invasion. Wait, what? But you're literally writing an article about how Ukrainians in uniform wear Nazi patches. Yet now you're saying that Putin falsely declared Ukraine a Nazi state? Okay, maybe Ukraine isn't a Nazi state. You're just worrying about semantics here. But there's definitely groups in Ukraine's official military that are openly Nazi-supporting, or Nazi themselves, part of Nazi groups wearing swastikas and Zab Battalion, right? So, oh my God, it's insanity here. Hilarious to see this from the New York Times. And our next story includes Eric Adams, New York mayor, suggesting illegal migrants in private residences in New York. We're disciplined and we're executing. Let me, let me get the audio right on this one. I want to play 10 seconds right here. Check out what he says. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, to go to the faith-based uh, locales, and then move to uh, private residents. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. Uh, they have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that go... It's my vision to take the next step to this faith-based locales. It sounds like he's trying to get churches. And then he says move to private residences. He's trying to get churches and just private citizens to open up their homes to illegal migrants. Yeah. Actually suggesting it in New York. Actually trying. So, Mr. New York Mayor, I assume that means you're going to be opening up the governor's mansion and your private home to be allowing these illegal migrants into them, right? Please tell me you're going to shelter a dozen illegal migrants in your private home, Mr. New York Mayor Eric Adams. Isn't it, isn't it hilariously hypocritical when you get these left-wingers out there who say, oh yeah, let's bring, let's open up the country, everybody can come in, immigration, yeah, immigration, rabble, rabble. Then you ask them, okay, so can we house these people in your home? And then all of a sudden, their house is completely full, no spare rooms. Good God, the hypocrisy. And then look at this in London. Migrants were protesting at a budget hotel in London, demanding private rooms, better Wi-Fi, 
and free money. More financial assistance. Migrants in London protesting that their houses aren't Gucci enough. <laughs> oh, beggars can't be choosers. Oh, no, they are. Migrants are choosers. In this case, God, we need strong borders. Our country is being torn apart from within. It's insane. All right, next, we've got RFK Jr. doing his Twitter Spaces chat with Elon Musk today. They were talking for some two and a half hours or so. I was bummed. I tuned in real late. I only caught the last half hour or so. But man, when I tuned in, RFK Jr. was talking... Actually, he was talking with Tulsi Gabbard. Elon didn't talk too much in the part I listened to, but Tulsi Gabbard was chiming in. uh, RFK Jr. was talking to another host. I don't know who it was. And getting some questions from people. And when I tuned in, they were talking about the bio labs in Ukraine. The freaking bioweapons labs in Ukraine. RFK Jr. going to town on that. I also heard him talk about the Second Amendment. He said he's going to... Uh, not going to come for anybody's guns. He said he's a constitutional absolutist. And he believes in the Second Amendment. He was also talking about vaccines real quick. They did get onto... RFK Jr. and Elon Musk did get onto an sort of a green energy tirade. I wasn't really a fan of that. I didn't agree with a few things that were saying. And of course, me being me, I'm over here like, free energy, free energy, you dumb shits, talk about it. They're not going to talk about it. But I really liked it. I thought it was a great conversation. Far better than the one with DeSantis. The one with DeSantis was, it was so scripted. Softball questions. It it was just a big political pitch, right? The part of the Spaces chat that I listened to with RFK Jr. and Elon and everybody else that was on it, it did not feel scripted, did not feel like some big political pitch. It was actually a conversation with harder questions, diving into deeper subjects, more heavy-hitting subjects. It was a solid chat, man. It was good, gotta say. Uh, and then we got Jack Dorsey over here being Jack Dorsey. Who the heck knows where his, head, his head's at these days? Is he still controlled by the deep state? Or were his puppet strings cut? And now, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell with this guy at this point. But he's, he's endorsing RFK Jr. for president. Jack Dorsey saying, he can and he will. RFK Jr. can beat Trump and DeSantis. So Jack Dorsey claims. I don't know about that, but I'll tell you what, RFK Jr. going to make a damn good run for Democrat nominee through the primaries, and we'll see how hard he's suppressed by the Democrat establishment. Be a hell of, a, uh, be a hell of an election if it's like Trump versus RFK Jr. through it, but... Yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be uh gonna be interesting. And then we got another contender for president. We got another contender throwing his afro into the ring. Frickin' Cornell West. Cornell frickin' West. Progressive commie Cornell. <laughs> Cornellwest24.com. I think he even did an interview with Russell Brand today. I saw Russell Brand on his Instagram account promoting some chat he did with Cornell West, helping to uh, promote or get Cornell West. I, I don't know. It was weird. Seemed real weird. Seemed kind of a uh, wokish from Russell Brand. But Cornell West here is a candidate for the People's Party. Not running for Democrat. 
He's running for the People's Party. Yeah, I'll pass on that. Uh, okay, we've got Sonic Booms over DC yesterday as NORAD scrambled F-16s to intercept an unresponsive private jet that crashed. So there was a private plane, it was a Cessna, flying from North Carolina to New York. And then at some point over Maryland, like it had just passed DC, not going through restricted airspace at this point. And then it did a U-turn, like full-on U-turn, went back over DC, then it flew through restricted airspace. You can kind of see part of the flight path here. Like it went over Maryland and then did a UE past Philly, went back through DC and uh, went pretty near the White House. That's why the F-16s were scrambled from Andrews Air Force Base and F-16s were authorized to go supersonic, went sonic boom. A lot of people in Maryland and DC felt the sonic boom, didn't know what was going on, freaked out. And then this jet crashed. F-16s couldn't get it to respond. Jet crashed in Virginia. Now we're learning the people on the jet were the family of a woman by the name of Barbara Rumpel. And Barbara Rumpel is a businesswoman, her and her husband, business people, who are mega Trump donors, donating quarter of a million, if not more than that, to Trump's campaign. And they also gave up basically their whole real estate holdings to support Second Amendment causes around the nation. She's an NRA leader, NRA executive, a big Second Amendment proponent, big Trump donor, Barbara Rumpel. Uh, it was her family. So not her and her husband, John, but their entire family was on the plane. I think daughter, granddaughter. Yeah, it's crazy. So is there a conspiracy theory behind this? I don't know. I'm just questioning here, reporting on it. Thing is, I don't know how a plane does a U-turn like that. How does the how does the whole family go unresponsive? Number one, pilot everything unresponsive. How does a plane do a U-turn like that? And then fly for a lot of miles and crash. Um Official narrative, official story says, oh, it was on autopilot. That's why it did the U-turn. And I just don't, I, nothing, nothing's making sense to me about all that. So I'm wondering if it was one of those targeted crashes, know what I'm saying? But anyway, super sad, super sad situation. Um, don't know how that happened. Definitely don't. Next story, Comer, Representative Comer talking about the uh, bribery scandal, the $5 million bribe scandal that Biden took from a foreign national when he was vice president. FBI again refusing to hand over Biden bribery document. Over the weekend, it was reported that Chris Ray caved to Comer and agreed to turn over the unclassified document detailing this bribery scandal. But I guess today it still didn't get turned over. So Comer said he will initiate contempt of Congress hearings this Thursday for FBI Director Chris Ray. Pretty crazy what's going on with this one. Uh, so we'll be following that throughout the week. We also got an exclusive here from the Washington Examiner. New emails released between Hunter Biden and his business associates. With the Obama White House cast more doubt on Joe Biden's claims that he was unaware of his son's business dealings. 
Obviously, Joe Biden was aware of Hunter Biden's business dealings and just more evidence hitting the limelight, hitting the public that that was the case, that Joe Biden knew. So there you go. Biden crime family. Baby steps, I guess. Baby steps. Uh, exposing them, but day by day, we're getting more and more. There's that. And then Trump's lawyers met with the Justice Department on the whole classified document fake scandal. And some reports are saying that there are imminent charges coming out uh, against Trump by Special Counsel Jack Smith for this whole classified documents nonsense. I don't know. So expect some big distraction indictment thing maybe even later this week. Within the next few weeks, would not be shocked if, oh, President Trump gets another indictment. Second indictment in a couple months. It's going to be horseshit. So there is that. And then here is our UFO whistleblower story. So want to get into this one a little bit. I did record a video. I will upload tonight digging far deeper into it. But it comes from an outlet called The Debrief. Now, there's red flags to me all around this story. Let me go through them real quick. Uh, actually, let me tell you the story first. So, story is a former intelligence official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the intelligence community inspector general extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possess retrieved intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. The whistleblower's name is David Charles Grush. That's him there. He's 36. He's a former combat officer. He was in the Air Force, and he's a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office. And he served as he served on the UAP task force for the past few years as well, doing some UFO stuff for the government. So um, here's the thing: number one, the debrief. This outlet in general, it was a startup that was created about three years ago. And it was created in part, one of the co-founders is an ex-vice media reporter. So the debrief has been like birthed out of the mainstream media, like super woke fake news. Um, and the debrief, they, they follow like the defense industry, technological advancements, things like that. So it's kind of a, a UFO reporting website that tries to be professional, but... Uh, I'm very skeptical as to who runs the thing. And then second, the authors of this article, intelligence officials say U.S. has retrieved craft of non-human origin. The authors of this right here, Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal. So Leslie Keen, Leslie Keen and Ralph Blumenthal are former New York Times reporters. If you remember that story in December 2017... With the black and white videos, the go fast Nimitz videos, whatever they call them, the black and the two black and white videos, those New York Times articles talking about a secret UFO program under the Pentagon, December 2017. That was them. They were the ones that wrote that. So I'm super skeptical as to the outlet this is presented on and the authors presenting it. And then this guy, our UFO whistleblower, Mr. David Grush. Honestly, he might be an honest guy. He's probably a patriot thinking he's doing the right thing, doing this for, you know, because he thinks it's good. But I don't think a lot of these people know 
just the greater overarching agenda. I, I truly believe that all this UFO disclosure we're seeing in the mainstream is being puppet stringed by the CIA. I do think they're managing it, carefully managing the narratives, but I don't think a lot of these people who are being featured in the media and promoting it, I don't think they realize that. I do think a couple do, but not all of them. Um, I do think this guy does, Chris Mellon. I think he's sketchy. And then that Lou Elizondo guy too, right? Mr. Goatee that you see. So, uh, you know, Chris Mellon, he did a Joe Rogan podcast and he's been featured around the mainstream media. Same thing with uh, Lou Elizondo. He's been featured around the media too. So I don't trust them. Um, and then also one other thing is that the lawyer for this guy. So our UFO whistleblower, David Grush, 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 is represented by Charles McCullough, who is a senior partner at the Compass Rose Legal Group in Washington. Compass Rose Legal Group is a total swamp legal group. They, uh, they represented, remember Eric Ciamarella? Ciamarella? Remember him? He was the uh, whistleblower that they based Trump's impeachment hearings off of in 2019. So, total trash whistleblower. So, Compass Rose Legal Group represented that guy, Eric Ciamarella. And uh, so, that's another red flag I'm seeing here. And also, the lawyer representing our UFO whistleblower, uh, he was installed, he was an Obama appointee, 12 years ago, and he also reported to James Clapper. So it's just sketchy all around. A lot of red flags around this. Uh, but I wouldn't doubt if you see this in the media in the next few days. It's probably going to be the next big UFO story you see all over the mainstream media and in front page news in the next like two or three days. So wanted to warn you about that. All right. Uh, looks like Pride Month is getting canceled. All the pushback. All these companies don't want to be Bud Lighted or targeted, right? They don't want to be subject to a boycott, so check it out. Xbox updates their profile picture, changes it a few hours later. Major League Baseball updates their profile picture to the rainbow. Updates it a couple hours later. <laughs> uh, U.S. Navy did it too. Quietly removed their pride banner. It's like they're virtue signaling for like two hours, and then they remove their pride logos. Hilarious. And then, look, curious screenshot here. Have not seen so few Pride logos in companies' profile pictures for so long. For so long. They do, they're just, they don't want to get canceled. Cancel culture is striking back, friends. And now we're, we're taking it back. We're taking council culture back and using it as how it should be used. We're using it the right way to cancel nonsense and fakery and social engineering no we're not going to put up with your social engineering tactics anymore and we will make the corporations bend to our will vote with our dollars it's great to see um but looks like we have to cancel sesame street hi elmo and i wanted to share that everyone is always welcome on sesame street this month and every month, we want to uplift and celebrate our LGBTQIA plus family, friends, and communities. Yeah, that's right, Miss Ariana. <laughs> From our Sesame Street family to yours, happy pride! Why are you gay? How about no? No Sesame Street in my household. Hopefully not yours either. And it looks like this uh, elementary school needs to be canceled too. Good God, look at this. 
Look at this indoctrination. Where is this elementary school at? Oh, it's in Canada. That explains it. Just kidding, Canada. I'm sure if you're listening to this and you're in Canada, you're just as sick of all this shit as we are down here in the South. America. St. Matthew's School in Newfoundland, Canada. Decked out in their rainbow gear. Oh my god. Look at this. The whole school. They're eight years old. They're going to go into the school and ask, what are all the rainbows for? What does this mean? And then guess what? They're going to get a whole explanation of sexualization. This, this is grooming. Grooming them into a specific ideology, a specific belief about the world and about us that may or may not be true. Sick, man. Sick. Look at these teachers. Holy shit. Drag queens at the school assembly. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Pass on that. Ooh. I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. And then more wokeness. Radical climate group slashing SUV tires, saying they're now active in 18 countries, including the U.S., what U.S. cities are they in? So if you live in New York, Boston, Chicago, or San Francisco, and you're driving a big SUV, and you park that SUV downtown somewhere, going in for a coffee or to have dinner, uh, better watch out, because they're called the tire extinguishers. And they are slashing people's tires on the side of the road to fight climate change. Straight up. Just slashing tires. And I think in one of these cities, I think somewhere in Europe, they said they got 900 SUVs in, uh, let's see. On a single night in November, the group boasted its members disarmed more than 900 SUVs across multiple cities in the U.S. and Europe. So it was multiple cities, but 900 SUVs. They say they've done 10,000 SUVs in total. It's just slash tires on them. So, uh, yeah, try that in my neighborhood, hombres. You wouldn't be having a, you wouldn't be having a good night if you did that. And then Gen Z stupidity. Let's talk about how dumb our youth is getting, sadly. New study out of the Cato Institutes found nearly a third of Gen Z favors the government installing surveillance cameras in your homes. I kid you not. So the question that was asked was, do you favor or oppose the government installing surveillance cameras in every household to reduce domestic violence, abuse, and other illegal activity? Three, four, uh, three, three quarters of Americans opposed it. Not enough. 14% in favor of it. Oh my God. What 14% is that? So that's all Americans, but check out Gen Z. This is the age range of 18 to 29. 30% of 18 to 29-year-olds, that is one-third of Gen Z, said that they supported surveillance cameras in every household to reduce abuse and crime. Those are some failed kids and failed parents. Hey, I got an idea. 
why don't we put surveillance cameras in every government office building? I bet that would reduce a shitload of illegal activity. What do you think? <sighs> I agree. Speaking of corrupt government agencies, the ATF. So their pistol brace ban took effect a few days ago. And here's the, so here's some context to these numbers. There is an estimate of between 5 million and upwards of tens of millions, like 20 or 30 million pistol braces being used in this country that people own, right? The ATF wanted everybody to either register them or destroy them or turn them into the ATF. Register or destroy. ATF says only a quarter of a million guns were registered under the pistol brace ban. So if we compare quarter of a million guns, so the, those are your people who actually complied. Compare a quarter million to an estimated 10 to 20 million. That's like a fraction of a percent. At most, like 5% of everybody out there with pistol braces actually turn them in. We don't know how many people destroyed them but between 0.6 and 8% of people complied. So that's some mass non-compliance there, folks. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Globalist World Health Organization will take up EU system behind digital vaccine passports. Check it out. So it's being reported here that the uh, World Health Organization is adopting the digital health passes. Yep, confirmed. European Union European Union website confirms it. WHO will take up the EU system of digital COVID certificates to establish a global system that will help facilitate global mobility and protect citizens across the world from ongoing and future health threats. Wow. That's a bunch of bullshit if I've ever heard it. So all my friends in the European Union, um, you be careful out there. They're coming for you. They're coming for your farmland, and they're coming for your unvaccinated arms. Put a chip in that. And last couple things here. FDA launches rumor control website to combat growing spread of health misinformation. Oh, my God. In a recent announcement, the FDA revealed it'll launch a web page designed to address and curtail what it says is the spread of misinformation related to health and medical topics online. The initiative, known as the Rumor Control Page, invites users to report instances of perceived misinformation on the internet, particularly on social media platforms. Oh my god. It's a snitch line, man! Everybody be, better be sending in their, uh... Just, oh, what is it? Can we send in pictures? <laughs> How to report misinformation. Oh, good God. The Fraud and Death Administration is coming after you and your misinformation. Okay. And last thing, this is for my crypto heads out there. The SEC is suing Binance, claiming they uh, broke the law, I guess. Allegations of violating federal securities laws. So crypto tanked today 
And Binance is, um, yeah, who knows? Could just be a sham case by the SEC or, the, you know, some of these exchanges are super shady. Could actually be something here. But uh, this is for their what? Their BNB coin. This is why I don't mess with shit coins. Shit coins will just always ruin you. I don't mess with XRP. There's a lot of people out there promoting XRP like it's the next great thing, but the XRP is real tight with the World Economic Forum, so I think all the XRP heads are either dumb or they're purposely shilling this globalist shitcoin. Um, I, I, the only one I am a fan of is Bitcoin. That's it. All the other ones are security shitcoins, glorified gambling. Don't mess with them. You'll get wrecked. So, all right, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. Thank you for listening. Much appreciated. Remember, subscribe to this channel, like this video, go follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, or True Social. Videos here on Rumble. I will try live streaming on Wednesday. Hopefully, the internet, it should be better by then. So, stream on Wednesday and then go find me on Locals. Got some exclusive content on Locals. JordanSayther.tv. You can support and subscribe on those platforms or subscribe star. You can uh, subscribe on Substack, too, and Twitter. So, different ways to help and follow me. Appreciate you. I will see you on Wednesday for the stream, and I'll be uploading some more videos until then on various platforms. So, appreciate you guys. I will see you in a couple of days. Thanks for watching. Till next time, stay safe, stay frosty, and take care.